you know, there's, there's a value in like being able to walk into that, like mom and pop tackle shop or, you know, your local sporting goods store or whatever it is. And just be like, Hey, like, this is what I'm trying to do. Like, this is what I'm about. Um, can you help? The life in motion podcast is brought to you by actual outdoors. They help build beautiful brands that highlight the approachable and authentic parts of outdoor recreation. Said simply, they keep it real. Learn more at actualoutdoors.com. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, and welcome to episode 102 of Life in Motion. I've got James Moffat with me, who's an outdoor enthusiast, a supporter of our nonprofit partner, Beyond Boundaries, and happens to own his own branding agency, Trailhead Creative. I'm excited to learn how he's using his love for the outdoors to make an impact in his community. Uh, James, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Um, you know, we've we've kind of had a the the mutual connection with Shep and Beyond Boundaries, and uh, you know, you you help you. I know you help them, and then you help us help them as well. So I really appreciate that, and I'm excited to to have you on to share your story. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. So, so speaking of that, let's let, what is your story? You know, where you grew up, kind of hobbies you had growing up, sort of what led you down this path, um, in the first place? Yeah. Um, you know, kind of all over the place. Uh, my parent, my dad was military, so I grew up, uh, in a few different places and kind of bounced around for a while, but eventually we landed in the Northern Virginia, like Washington DC area. And, uh, that's where I did like middle school and high school. And then uh, I moved to Richmond for college and did my bachelor's and master's here. Um, and I've just kind of stayed since, um, you know, and I was uh, career wise, I've kind of bounced a little bit. I went to college to be a English professor and uh, did that for a couple years after college and realized it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, for several reasons, I think the system is kind of abusive to uh, <laughs> teachers in a lot of ways. Um, the pay was, you know, awful. And I just didn't really feel like I had any support from the administration or like any kind of like upward mobility in it um, without sacrificing like the rest of my 20s and probably like most of my 30s to super low pay and just, you know, a lot of work for not a lot of reward in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So I actually like I stopped and uh, kind of went back to some of my roots and started working in bike shops as a mechanic again, because um, that actually paid more than teaching like college those <laughs> classes, which I think like that's, says something about that's insane, uh, though, isn't it? Like to yeah. think about it in, in that light. Yeah, it's wild. If you broke it down hourly, like I was working, you know, for basically like minimum wage as a as an adjunct professor and I was making well over that working on people's bikes. Um, so I went to working on bikes and, uh, you know, like the, I knew I always wanted to do something in like a creative field or like arts related, which is why I thought like teaching was a good option. Um, but when I got into like deeper into like the cycling community and, and seeing that on the retail side, I became like more aware of a lot of like the branding and marketing and stuff that these bike companies were doing. And I like started to see this avenue for the first time of like, in this light, I guess, of like how people can take like passion and, you know, artistic expression and stuff and turn it into business in some ways. Um, and at the time, my wife was actually going through ad school at VCU. Um, okay. And 
you know, so I was like simultaneously like seeing some of her homework assignments and like sort of helping her brainstorm stuff every so often. And I was like, hitting this point where I was like, man, I kind of wish I had gone through that program instead of the English program. Um, Cause this looks like a lot cooler, you know, and like, I've, I always have liked making stuff and, um, you know, like saw that she was like getting a college education and making things basically versus like my English degree was a lot more of like talking about other people making stuff um, and being like a critic and a, an observer. Um, and so I started just kind of messing around with like advertising and branding stuff and like reading books and like talking to a bunch of friends that were at like the Martin agency and like other agencies in town uh, and getting kind of like a crash mentorship and like how to do copywriting basically. Um, and after a couple of years of just kind of like cutting my teeth and learning on that, I started like picking up some freelance projects and I joined the uh, advertising club of Richmond as the copywriter. And that opened up a lot of doors just as far as like meeting people and led to me getting like my first job at Capital One as a copywriter. Um, and I did that for a year and then left and took a job as a content strategist at uh, like a boutique branding agency here in town um, called Release the Hounds that uh, was founded by a guy named John Mills. And he like gave me a crash course over the next like five years and like strategic thinking basically. Yeah. <laughs> and really like was the first person I'd worked with in a while that like really like pushed me creatively and like never took uh, good enough as an answer. And he really just like, he kind of like hammered me for five years and like mentored me a lot, whether he like knew it or not, like he mentored me a lot and just like, um, really showed me like what it means to be like a commercial artist, um, and like creative in that sense and like creative in the business world, uh, and how it's sort of different than like some of the other creative endeavors I'd done in the past with like my writing and my publishing company and stuff like that. Um, so it was like a whole new experience and like a big learning experience. Um, and I started there as kind of like a junior and left, uh, five years later as like a manager of a couple of other like junior creatives and sort of like the lead person on a lot of our like creative endeavors at that agency, um, which was awesome. And then from there, I, you know, had been picking up like more freelance on the side and so trailhead was starting to become like more of a full time and like a real thing. Um, and I actually left cap or left release the hounds and like boomeranged back to capital one to work on the brand creative team. Um, specifically because the director at the time was a person named Rexana McCubbin, who I had known previously through like a bunch of other stuff and like her vision and just like how she takes care of her people was like something I wanted to be a part of. Um, Cause she's just like an incredible leader and, uh, really like just has a, a solid, just like creative vision and like really understands like branding and like how to build a brand. Um, so I was lucky to be able to work under her for like a couple of years. Uh, and again, just like learn and work with like a lot of just like world-class talent, both at Capital One and then also with like some of our partners with, you know, uh, the NHL and the NBA and like Taylor Swift's like publicity team and all these people that are just like pretty, like pretty at the top of their game. Um, which was yeah. awesome. And then, um, you know, simultaneously as I was doing that, I was, I've been like growing trailhead on the side and like making my own connections there and like building my agency and like, um, you know, kind of cutting my teeth as far as like what it means to be a business owner and a leader, 
um, and starting to develop that into something that like at first it was just like a fun thing I was doing on the side to just do creative work that like was more aligned with my interests and not as aligned with whatever my job was. Um, but it's like over the years slowly become just like a more and more like serious thing to the point now where I'm like starting to strike out on my own a lot more. Um, and really like starting to think about it as like kind of a full-time avenue and like what I want to be doing with my life or with my professional life, I should say. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a super interesting kind of, kind of journey there, you know, and I'm sure, um, even though the English background wasn't necessarily, you know, obviously what the path that you end up going down, I'm sure there were some kind of applications to what you learned to some extent, as far as when it came to copy and, and all that stuff. I mean, obviously the experience from being around those big brands and personalities and all that kind of stuff, and even the smaller ones as well. But so that's, that's, that's cool. And, and then also that the realization happened, uh, working at a bike shop, you know, so obviously, you know, that ties back down to the outdoor stuff. Um, so I I have some follow-up questions with the trailhead stuff, but so obviously, you know, you mentioned you, you worked at a bike shop after um, college and, uh, after working some with English and everything, I mean, have you sort of always been kind of the outdoors type and, you know, obviously with trail, the name trailhead creative that ties into the outdoors and that kind of stuff. So, you know, have you kind of always just been kind of outgoing as far as, you know, different outdoor activities and that kind of stuff. And is that kind of, you know, uh, maybe a product of the environment, maybe experiencing different things as you, as you bounced around in the military family and that kind of stuff, or, or what was that like? Um, interestingly, like kind of yes and no, I think like, I feel like there's, I'm seeing it now as we're talking about it, this kind of like theme in my life where I take the sort of like roundabout avenue to like get to things. (laughs) Um, I, I always joke that I have to like learn everything the hard way. And like, it's pretty apparent with a lot of like my life's story. Um, but yeah, like I grew up like pretty outdoorsy. Like I credit a lot of that, honestly, to like my parents, um, keeping me in boy scouting for like my my entire like adolescence i started as a tiger cub and i went all the way up to eagle scout um so i did the entire boy scouts program and that like really was like pretty foundational to my love of my out outdoors and also just like teaching me a bit about like how to be a leadership and how how to be like a good part of your community and how to become like a servant leader um really I got like a lot of that from the boy scouts and I was like very lucky to be in a boy scout troop as when I got out of the cub scouts, that was, um, the scout leaders were just incredible. They were all like big outdoorsmen. A lot of them were either like retired or active duty Marines. Um, and they were big on just like, you know, getting us out for like real camping experiences and like hiking and, you know, caving and whitewater rafting and just like, the kind of stuff that, you know, a lot of people dream about getting to do in the Boy Scouts, like we actually got to do. Um, yeah. Which I think is awesome because we weren't like a minivan troop that just like drove up to campsites and pitched our tents and hung out for a weekend. Um, so that was like pretty incredible. And, you know, at the same time, like through like late middle school and high school and stuff, like I got really into like punk and hardcore and like music and, um, like fell into that super hard and was in like a bunch of bands and like through college, like we toured a bunch and, you know, I was like 
pretty deeply into like the hardcore punk scene for a long time. And that's a big reason of why I moved to Richmond too, is just like, yeah. there's a, like an incredible music scene here. And like, yeah, uh, I wanted to be a, a part of that. And so like, I, I kind of like fell away from the outdoors for like quite a while. Um, aside from like cycling, like that was something that I sort of picked up moving to Richmond, it being a city, it's just like easier to get around by bike. Um, and so I started riding like to and from class and then was like, I enjoy this. And so I kind of got more and more into cycling and like, that's how I started, you know, like getting involved with bike shops and like eventually raced for a while and, uh, you know, kind of fell into that while simultaneously sort of like doing the music thing. Um, but it wasn't until like my mid to late twenties that I kind of one eighty'd and, you know, it was just kind of like taking stock of things and like looking at how I was spending my time and the music thing was kind of like dying out. And I still love like punk and hardcore and like, I'm very connected to that, but I was kind of realizing that like being a professional musician was not in the cards for me. Um, and, you know, sort of fell back into like, well, what, you know, I was thinking a lot just about growing up and stuff at that time. And I was like, well, like one of the things I really enjoyed that I'm not doing anymore is like hiking and camping and just like spending time outside. And so I just kind of started again, you know, um, bought a pack and like started kind of walking around and like, doing a little bit of hiking and exploring like all the parks that are around Richmond and started doing some camping and uh, just kind of fell back into it like headlong, you know, and it's, it's kind of reshaped a lot of like where I spend my recreation time now. And then also just where my interests are as far as like uh, hobbies and creativity. Yeah, for sure. And, and then, yeah, I mean the, the music aspect too is creative too, kind of that background and, and stuff. So you know, honestly, it sounds like you've kind of always been in, in that kind of a creative headspace, you know, one way or, or, or another. So, so that kind of brings me to now that you've kind of uh, jumped, uh, jumped more into the outdoors. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah. but you, you right. know, um, in that sense, you know, with you working in a, in a creative space um, and maybe even you found the same thing, you know, when you're, you're um, kind of taking the, the music a little more seriously, so, so for me, you know, if I'm working on a project with a lumen or something and I'm by no means, um, at the level of, of your, your type of project and that kind of stuff. But if I'm, if I'm figuring out, you know, writing a newsletter or any kind of simple copy like that, or even, you know, my limited skills on Photoshop or illustrator, you know, I find that I come to a, a block almost in that creativity and you're just like kind of sick at looking at it. And, and my reset is I, I have three young, uh, three, three or under. Um, so I can't really, you know, necessarily go to the park or not that or whatnot, but my go-to is to get outside with them, kind of hit that reset button and just like not really think about anything. So I, I feel like that's really been uh, a benefit to me kind of from the outdoor perspective to kind of help get those creative ju juices flowing again. Do you, do you find that same thing with, you know, you working on a much larger scale with branding and, and design and all that kind of stuff where that's almost a, a, a positive release as far as from the creative creativity side of things. Yeah, I think so. Totally. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of like anxiety just in life and about creativity in general. I think it kind of comes with the territory to some extent and I deal with it on just like a personal level too. And like, um, so the outdoors and that's like part of the reason I think I love cycling so much is that is just, it's a great way to just kind of like turn off and do a sort of like active meditation and like, you know, kind of fo focus on being present a bit more and, and just engaging. Um, 
with what's going on around you and getting out of your head a little bit. And so I love it for that reason, you know, and like part of my journey into the outdoors over the last few years has been taking up like hunting, um, which is like, we could do like a whole different podcast almost on talking about like my journey into like hunting and fishing um, after being like a almost 20 year vegetarian. (laughs) Oh, well that is quite a story then. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's been a, it's been an interesting ride, but So, you know, like one of my, like sort of my version of what you have is like, I will get up and go out in the backyard and, um, shoot my bow for 20 minutes. Okay. Um, and just, you know, it's that same sort of thing where it's just like that repetitive motion and like, uh, again, like being able to be outside and like get some fresh air and just kind of zone in on what I'm doing and kind of take my head out of that, whatever the prop, like the creative problem is that I'm working on, um, is like just such a huge mental like refresh and helps me kind of reframe stuff. And like, you know, I'm sure you've had a similar experience where like, I rarely get like ideas for like concepts for campaigns or like a line for like a headline or like whatever it is, whatever thing I'm like working on, like that almost never comes to me while I'm like sitting at my desk and like trying to figure out what it should be. It comes to me when I'm like, on a bike ride or when I'm in the backyard shooting my bow or when I'm like walking my dog. Um, so I like, yeah. I really try to like make that time for that reason. Um, Cause I feel like that's sort of where that best, that best thinking comes. And I think it's just like, you know, part of it for me is just, I think like getting into the flow state of like whatever that activity is and like, you know, preoccupying myself physically uh, tends to help sharpen me mentally. I feel like. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and, and yeah, no, I totally experienced the same thing. Cause, cause you almost, you know, you get too focused, you know, in front of a computer trying to think of the ideas and you have all these I- ideas going through your head and you're like, Oh, that's not good. That's not good. And then you, and then like you said, you go do some kind of other activity that kind of, you know, you're almost in autopilot, whether it's shooting a bow or walking the dog or whatever. And then all of a sudden the thoughts just like they scramble in your head the right way and just like pop up and you're like, okay, write that note down and, you know, keep doing whatever I'm doing. But no, I totally experienced the same thing. And, and so I think that's kind of a huge benefit, you know, a fact that, that you love getting outside and doing those activities, whether it's, you know, just for, you know, 30 minutes out of the day for a break or maybe something, you know, longer, but that it, it refreshes kind of, you know, almost, almost every aspect of your life from the personal to the business side as well. So. Yeah, totally. I think a lot of it for me is just like, it, it helps me kind of get out of that like frontal lobe space. I don't know if that's right. Cause I'm not like a brain surgeon, but <laughs> I don't know either. So <laughs> yeah, you know, like it gets me out of that, like front of my head where I've got like that imposter syndrome and I'm just like, well, what if that's not good enough? And like, what if my client doesn't like it? And like, what if my creative director thinks I'm an idiot? And like, you know, like all these things and like puts me more into just like thinking about it. I feel like it's just that perspective shift. It just gets me thinking about, the conversation and you know like to me all branding is like a conversation and like um it gets me thinking more about that conversation in a way and like less about like what people are going to think of what i'm presenting and like how people are going to receive what i'm presenting um which i think is like a a crucial first step to like coming up with the idea because then you can spend the next like you know however long figuring out if people are going to like it or not you know yeah (laughs) Um, but it's that first step of just like getting there that I think is some of the hardest for me. 
Exactly. And that, and that just kind of aids along that process. Um, so, so you mentioned kind of jumping back a little bit, you know, um, growing up in the Boy Scouts, obviously a lot of outdoor activities in that, but obviously a, a big part of the Boy Scouts is, you know, working within your community, doing different projects to kind of give back. And then, so as, as you kind of, as, as your uh, career with, with branding and marketing and all that stuff has kind of developed and evolved, you know, now that you're kind of doing your own thing with Trailhead, obviously one of the, uh, the organizations that you work with, the, the, the common partner that, that we mentioned before, Beyond Boundaries, um, that's obviously, they're doing some awesome things in the Richmond community um, yeah. with the outdoors and, and different individuals of all um, situations and whatnot. So yeah. how, how did you stumble upon Beyond Boundaries? And like, wh- what, what makes that pro- that project um, you know different than other clients? I mean, obviously working with Beyond Boundaries is much different than working with Capital One or Taylor Swift or the NBA. But so yeah. like, what are some of those kind of differences and like, what are you seeing, I guess, the impact that you're helping them make by the work that you're doing for them, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. Um, man, I don't know how I found them. I think it was just like Instagram or something. Like they popped up on my feed or like someone I know like shared something about working with them or, you know, it was just like, it's one of those like weird just kind of like serendipitous things where like they popped up somewhere and like I, I went to their Instagram and like checked them out and I was like, huh, this is really cool. Um, and then didn't do anything about it for like several months, you know? Um, but eventually like, you know, I reached out to Shep and like started talking to him about like what I did and like how I, you know, saw an opportunity that I might be able to like help them with some of their branding and stuff. And, um, you know, we met a few times and talked about it and kind of got started on some stuff, but, you know, I think like what separates them from a lot of the other stuff that I do is the, just like the, I don't know, it's weird because like, so with Trailhead in general, I try not to work with people that I don't believe in, if that makes sense. Like I, I, I really try to only work on like products or services that like I've tried and have faith in and really think are like, valuable and are, are like crafted in a way that matters. Um, that's a huge part of like what trailhead is about. Um, and so like, I saw that immediately with beyond boundaries, just by like the sheer nature of what they're doing, like helping people with, you know, disabilities get into the outdoors and like have this accessibility and this exposure and this adventure. Um, and so that was like a no brainer to me, but it's, you know, it's, it's just something that's kind of close to my heart in general. Like I had a moment a couple of years as I was like leaving to go on a hunt where I, I was just like incredibly grateful for like five minutes about the fact that I was able to like take off a weekday that I had like the, like the income to be able to do that, to be able to like take off work in the first place. And then I had like the health and the support of a spouse and just like everything that comes together to be able to like leave on a Wednesday morning and like spend time in the woods, like hunting, you know, like that costs money. It costs time. Um, it requires people around you to support you. Like it, there's a lot that goes into it. So I was just, just feeling like really grateful about like just that overall. And it got me thinking about like how, you know, not everybody has that. 
Like not everybody has that like yeah. fluidity of income to be able to even to pay like the two dollar admission for like a state park access, you know, or the gas to get there, or the vehicle to get there, or you know, the internet resources to know where they are. Um, you know, like so I was just feeling like very thankful about where I was at. And that that kind of spurred me to like want to explore the idea of accessibility in the outdoors more and to find ways to like support it. Um, and so that's, you know, beyond, that's exactly what beyond boundaries does. And so it just felt like a very right thing for me to like get involved with them and to like help any way possible. Um, you know, so we've been helping a bit with like some branding and like creating a bunch of like social content form and stuff like that. And that's just, you know, it feels at a core level, like the right thing to be doing. Um, when I go on trips and like see how much fun the participants are having, like that just reinforces it for me. Uh, I met a kid like a couple weeks ago that had never been fishing before, um, you know, and helped him like catch his first fish. And like, that was awesome and like super fun. And we were talking a lot the whole time and like about movies and stuff. And, you know, it was just like a great experience. And um, so just like on every level, it kind of feels like the right thing for me to be doing personally. And then also for something, for trailhead to be involved with. Um, so, you know, it all kind of just came out of that and that kind of like realization that I had. Um, and since then it's just been like a great partnership and I love working with them and, you know, we don't have to like nerd out on how like the analytics on social media are showing that like <laughs> what we're doing is working. Um, but it is. And so knowing that like the content that I'm creating and like the strategies that I'm employing are like helping beyond boundaries, like attract new volunteers and attract new donors and attract new participants um, feels really good for me. And seeing like the adventure club that we've built together, like blossom into this like huge program in just a year that started out with one group participating. And I think now he has like four or five different groups that are all enrolling in the adventure club. Um, is just amazing to see like how far that's reached in such a short time and like how many kids it's have been involved with it and are like kind of coming up through the ranks and like doing the program and earning their pins and like earning their new like levels has just been like such an awesome thing to see like how impactful that's become in such a short amount of time. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, and you know, I know you said you didn't want to nerd out on the analytics analytics and stuff but all all that stuff is is super important to to any organization but especially a nonprofit you know with such an awesome mission as as beyond boundaries is and those little things like really do matter with with all aspects of it so it's cool to kind of yeah. see that and i think this i think this is our fourth year partnering with them if i'm not mistaken so you know even from when i first met ship a, a while ago you know kind of the same same way i found him on instagram and it's like hey you know, let's be on the podcast and like learn her st- learn a story and everything and what they're doing and that's kind of how that relationship started but right the the growth that they've had over over that time and and everything and every time i shoot him a text he's oh you know so so busy doing all this stuff so you know surely like you said you know th- those those different strategies and branding and and how to share the story the right way and everything like that. I mean, that's, that's an impactful to, to them. So it's, it's cool to that, you know, you, you saw um, that opportunity to help, help them grow in that aspect. And obviously, you know, kind of everything that they do as far as the different activities and stuff is sort of in your wheelhouse, it seems like, you know, so it's kind of the, the perfect match, it seems like. Yeah, that was kind of the goal was, you know, I was looking at it and I was just like, really like, 
what can I do? Like, how can I bring my skill set and my expertise to bear in in helping what they're doing? You know, like to me, it's not about like overshadowing what they're doing or trying to override any anything they're do- they're doing as much as like bringing you know the skills that I've acquired over the last however long my career's been into like helping grow what Shep already has going on, and that's been uh, just an awesome experience and you know, even though it is nerdy, like those analytics, like you're saying, like they do matter, like that stuff matters to donors and it matters to, uh, potential sponsors. And, you know, that's kind of the nature of the beast with the business world. And so like us, you know, from a strategic perspective, being able to help bring more of that to light for beyond boundaries has, is going to be really instrumental, I think in, uh, helping increase sponsorships and increase awareness and, you know, grow that program on just kind of the nuts and bolts level as far as like putting money in the coffers and helping people become more aware of their mission. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. That, and that, yeah, that all makes sense and all, all is extremely important. So, so kind of with going back to, to trailhead in general, I guess, are, are your, uh, I guess, aspirations to kind of, you know, continue to grow and kind of maybe, you know, find, similar um, organizations or maybe just kind of outdoor brands in general to, to work with and kind of continue to, you know, to either, either help their mission in that sense, or, you know, also, you know, kind of make, make outdoor brands better, if that makes sense. Yes. A hundred percent. So, you know, Trailhead's a, it's a branding agency. So we like, while we have a niche in the outdoors for sure, like obviously we'll take any clients that, <laughs> that come through the door. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I think like that is, that's kind of the goal is to kind of live as much as possible. And like in, in three spaces or what I always say, like the first space is just like outdoor recreation. Um, so be that like fishing, kayaking, camping, hiking, you know, cycling, hunting, like whatever, like whatever you're into. Um, the second spaces are like sustainability. Um, I just personally am like very, interested in food and like food systems and have been for a long time. Um, and so we try really hard to like work in the sustainability space as far as like helping promote and bring awareness to sustainable agriculture and regenerative agriculture and, um, just, you know, helping people learn more about like how we can create sustainable and equitable food systems. Uh, in our communities. And then the third space is conservation. Um, I'm like, I'm a deep believer in conservation and have seen the power that good storytelling can have in the conservation space. Um, I think one really good example is like the National Wild Turkey Federation. Um, That's a a group that came together essentially out of branding and really like in a pretty short order, like brought the you know, the North American wild turkey back from extinction and help them, uh, you know, pop repopulate across like the majority of the United States. Like, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know when the NWTF was started, turkeys were in like, I I think let's say like six States or something like that. Now they're in like 33. Um, and that is like directly resulted in, uh, the like branded storytelling that the national wild turkey federation did and like how they brought this community of like conservationists and outdoorsmen and hunters together um to preserve this species and to like preserve their habitat and so that like those are places where i want to live and that's what i think 
in a nutshell, like branding is about like advertising is about like shifting culture and, um, you know, is about like shifting perceptions and like how people think and how they see and tell stories and how they see and perceive culture. And I think like that's, there's an interesting like obligation there to tell those stories well and to tell them in like an equitable way that is inclusive and positive and is doing more beyond like selling a product, you know, like I think anybody can go out and like hawk a can of Coke. Um, but like, that's not the right way to do it. You know, like if you, you have like a responsibility to tell a story that, uh, can help people in some way and that can help a company or you can encourage a company to, you know, maintain practices that are good for their community and that are good for the environment and good for people around them. Um, so that's kind of like what I want trailhead to be as a catalyst for, you know, positive change and positive storytelling, both in the outdoors community and just like generally, um, you know, and I think that the rewards of like profit and growth and all that stuff kind of come with just like being a good person. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's kind of the goal. It's sort of a mouthful, but it's a, you know, I know it's lofty, but that's kind of the, the aspiration. No. That no, no, that makes sense. And it's cool. You know, you kind of have your, your, your three, you know, pillars or whatnot kind of rooted in the brand, you know, you, you, you have that North star of of what you want to support. And I totally agree. You know, that's kind of the same way that, you know, I look with a lumen with our community collection to give back to these different nonprofits is, you know, the, the business aspect of it will, will come, but you got to have a mission in the beginning and no, no, you have to rely on that mission in order to be successful and the rest will eventually come. So it's yeah. cool that you have that, that North star and, and even, you know, like you mentioned uh, with the, the national uh, Turkey Federation or whatnot, you know, that example of that, that all happened because of good branding, good storytelling, good visuals, you know, whatever yeah. that was that piece into that. And that's a lot of thing that, that people don't, a lot of people don't understand kind of the power of that and how important, that is to, to get that right and get that message out there in the right way and, and explain and make that connection with whatever the, the product or the, or the organization or the initiative or whatever is. Um, totally. So yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah, it's crazy. And that's something I feel like I learned from like punk and hardcore, especially too, is like, you know, there's so much of a DIY ethic there. And like, you can see like, when you start to build communities around stuff, and that's really what branding is to me, is like building a community around like a product or a service or a, a company, you know, like um, it's crazy what you can accomplish when you start to like create these communities for people, you know, around things that they care about um, or when you help like develop these communities. It's wild, like what what comes out of it, and, like how much you can get done. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's exactly and it's super, super impactful. So kind of so that's going to kind of lead me into to my question which I always ask is you know one piece of advice for our listeners and I think you know we've uh, we talked a little bit about the outdoors different organizations and branding yeah and, and obviously you you know you're taking this from you know this the, the trailhead is is a kind of a full-on agency from that standpoint but for someone who is is maybe trying to uh, you know, create an impact in their own community, whether it's, you know, a specific initiative or a nonprofit or whatever that is. And maybe they don't, 
I have the resources to, you know, hire an agency or, or whatever like that. What, what would be your biggest advice for them to kind of get started in the right direction to make sure that that, that, that story is being told, um, you know, f- from a grassroots level that they can, you know, see that success and whatever that mission is. I think twofold. Um, sorry, let me start that over. I don't know if you can hear my texts pinging. Oh, you're fine. Um, let me start that over. Uh, I think twofold. Um, the first advice I would give, you know, something that I learned from like hardcore music, especially is just like, just start today. Like just start, yeah. you know, and I think that, uh, we live at a time when you can make like a blog and an Instagram and like all this stuff for free, you know? And like, if you're telling a story, like just tell it, like there, are, there are so many platforms that you can use to just like tell you, tell your story for free. Uh, I think people get caught up in like needing to do it in this like huge, like super polished, like, you know, professional way that like, you don't, I mean, you don't have to have that. Like that stuff is nice to have. And I think that it can come with time, but you know, it's, you can set up an Insta account, Instagram account in five minutes and go from there. Um, so I think that's like the first step is just like get started. Um, and the second step, you know, is to, or the second piece of advice I, I would say that I have is to like not be afraid to like reach out to people and connect and start talking to them, be it like, you know, soliciting help from an agency or asking for donations from a local business or whatever it is. Like people are, you know, I think a lot more people want to be involved than they let on. And I think like a there's like this level of disconnect that we have in like a digital age where people are kind of scared to just like walk up to someone and, and start strike up a conversation and like ask for help or tell people about what they do or whatever it is. And so like, I think that's, you know, I'm not saying it's not intimidating and like super awkward to do that sometimes, but like, it's, you know, there's, there's a value in like being able to walk into that, like mom and pop tackle shop or, you know, your local sporting goods store or whatever it is. And just be like, Hey, like, this is what I'm trying to do. Like, this is what I'm about. Um, can you help? You know, is that something you'd be interested in? So I think those are like my two kind of big pieces of advice are just like start, you know, figure out a way to tell your story and start telling it. Um, and then don't be afraid to, to connect with people and to like kind of put yourself out there and, uh, you know, encourage people to engage with you. Cause I think a lot more people are more willing to do that than they let on. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, kind of in sense to both of those, you know, get, get out of your own head. And, you know, like you said, you'll you, more, more uh, often than not, you'll probably be surprised that the question you'll get the answer you're looking for with the question uh, that you ask or, or whatnot. So uh, now I think that that's perfect. So, so to that point, where can people um, find you online? You know, maybe they're, they're interested in working with you. Maybe they just kind of catch up and see what's going on or whatnot. Where, where can people find you online? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Trailhead's website is trailheadcreate.com. And then we're on Instagram at Trailhead Creative. Um, it's all one word. So those are probably like the two best places to see what I'm doing with Trailhead at any given time. Sweet. Well, everyone definitely make sure uh, you check them out. See, see kind of the awesome work um, they're doing. You can see, you know, different projects and whatnot they're working on beyond boundaries and, 
and the uh, other businesses and whatnot as well. But uh, James, I appreciate you taking your time to kind of share your story and, and everything that you're doing um, for your community and business and everything like that. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you've made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.